back to the podcast. So today is part four of the wedding series, and today is about what I would do different. Now, just like the episode previous to this, uh, there are so many things that I loved about my wedding that I didn't touch. Um, there are similarly things that I would change about my wedding that I'm not going to touch on here, just a sake of time. I don't ever want something to come across as ungrateful. So I was incredibly thankful for my wedding. Let me like, first of all, say that and make that known. Um, I loved my wedding. I loved everything. I would do it again. There just are things that I would do differently. I, that does not mean that I regret it. That does not mean that I did not enjoy it. There's also some things in here that like, don't read too far into them. They're like, take them for like what they are. Don't try to read too much into them. There is a large part of me that wishes I would have eloped, but I almost was like doing the wedding out of respect for like who I was when I was younger and probably would have done that different in itself. Like I am not who I was when I was younger. Um, When I was little, I wanted attention and I loved glitter and like loved things being sparkly and shiny and loud. And that's just not who I am anymore. So, um, I wish that I kind of wanted, would have honored who I was or who I am, not who I used to be. And I think a lot of the wedding would have changed because of that. Now, number one, the day itself, just the wedding day did feel a little bit rushed to me, not at the beginning, just more towards the end of it. It was, you know, once, once people got involved, duh, because people are late or things happen, it just felt very rushed. So I would say like, allow yourself more time than you think you need. I know a lot of people say that. And I heard it and was like, yeah. And I even still gave myself time and still needed more. Um, there's always that fear of like, I don't want so much time that we're just like staring at each other, but I also don't want you know, to literally just rush from one thing to the next. But I would say even too, if you get it, if you make a timeline and you are day of, and you recognize like I did that, like, this is not enough time for all of this, take more time. The ceremony is delayed. What's, what's the worst that happens? It is literally your day. Take initiative, slow down your wedding. If you need, if you feel the need to do so. Number two was for your rehearsal dinner, if you don't have somebody that's like doing all of this for you, for your rehearsal dinner, I thought it was going to take like, I was like an hour, maybe 30 minutes max. Definitely do like, like an hour, hour and a half, if you can, um, for your rehearsal, not the dinner, but like the rehearsal part of it is going to take more time than you think that it will. Um, but also just like be super clear with what's going to happen and what you think needs to happen. But end of the day, it, you are the one that is calling the shots. So, um, if that scares you, then appoint someone else to, to do it for you. And yeah, but definitely a lot more time for the rehearsal than you think you need as well. (laughs) If you are having groomsmen and bridesmaids, I really do recommend flipping them. So the groomsmen will be on the side that the bride is on and the, uh, bridesmaids will be on the side that the groom is on. That is because the groomsmen want to see the groom. Like, let's be real. They're usually there for the groom. And the bridesmaids similarly are there for the bride. So they want to be able to see that person's face. So A, no matter what side they're on, make sure that they're not blocked by someone else. And then number two, like flip them. I know like my biggest concern or Zach's biggest concern was that it would look weird in pictures. I don't think it would have looked weird in pictures. Um, I think it would have been kind of tender to see like my bridesmaids with my groomsmen or with my groom. And um, 
you know, same vice versa. It would have been tender to see me with all the groomsmen. So that's going to be my two cents, but that way they get to actually see the person that they're like, honestly, there for. this is contra- not controversial. This is very not traditional, but one of the things I really do recommend is whenever you are planning, one of the big, big things is bridesmaids. Right. And I literally am not saying this to be like negative, but stuff just comes up. Like there's and weddings put a lot of pressure on things. So I honestly recommend, and I do not regret having bridesmaids literally whatsoever, but I actually am going to hopefully at least make you think that if you didn't do bridesmaids, right? Like no bridesmaids, no groomsmen, just you and your groom. Okay. And you have people that can still come get ready for the wedding with you. Okay. And they can still take pictures with you. Like there are no rules and all the rules that there are, are made up. So you don't have to follow them, but like people can still come get ready with you. You can still, you know, if you want to like buy them some PJs and take some pictures, like it can just lose the formality though. And I don't think it would suffer. Like, I think if anything, if something happens if something just comes up and it's like, okay, well, that's fine. There was no like crazy pressure on it anyway. You can still have a bachelorette party, but it's not like a, oh, well, I I have to invite so-and-so or I can't invite so-and-so because they're not part of the wedding party. Like you have none of that. And then you can ask whoever you want to come get ready with you. If things change, if somebody comes into your life, that is very important to you. It's not some like, oh gosh, you have to buy a dress and I have to ask you to spend hundreds of dollars. Like they're not out any money. They're just, you know, wearing what they would have worn to the wedding anyway. So that's going to be my, my most probably not traditional and controversial tip is just don't have bridesmaids and groomsmen y'all end up both saving money. And I don't think it loses any sentimental value because they can still, if you want them to still walk, they're just walking with, you know, maybe, maybe somebody that is also important to the groom. They don't have to walk at all. Something else that I think would have been cool to do is instead of having bridesmaids and groomsmen, and there might be some overlap, but people like your wedding day is, is yes. It's about the people that have built you up as a person, right? Like my parents have Duh, played a huge part in what my marriage will be because they raised me. Same with my sisters. But at the end of the day, this is not a celebration of you. This is a celebration of your marriage. This is a celebration of two people. So I would say, like, get people that have been influential, that have been impactful to your relationship, and have them walk down the aisle. Again, they don't have to buy a fancy dress. Like, it doesn't have to be something that they spend a bunch of money on. It's just honoring the commitment that, that they've made to your relationship and the progress that they've helped you go through to get to where you are today. And that is also a great way to include like mentors, people that like really just went out of their way to make sure that you are building a great marriage. If I could go back in time, I probably would have had a smaller wedding. A, that's just the money thing. It's very expensive. I don't think people really recognize that like when you go to a wedding, this person is basically paid like 40 upwards of like 40 bucks with, you know, like venue and food and stuff like that. And other things that they've bought for the wedding for you to attend that. So we definitely like, we've had some people get a little hurt about it. And honestly, I mean, I don't care. Genuinely don't think they know that it takes money. Um, and we already had 175 people there. So I think I would have been like pretty selective and probably gone with more of a small wedding than a a bigger, you know, medium, big, big wedding. I remember my sister had her wedding in Colorado 
So it was a destination wedding. Not a ton of people can make it. It was also during June of uh, COVID in 2021, but COVID had just lightened up where um, she was getting married. So that kind of also lessened the guest list, but honestly, it was such a great wedding. I feel like I got to know so many people. It felt very intimate. So I would not, you know, I'm, I'm a party person. I love parties. I love dance parties. And that's something that was really important to me. I don't think it would have, you know, lost any of that kind of value. I think there still would have been some great dancing and a super fun time, even if it was smaller. So I would say red pin your guest list and see like who is important. And that sounds terrible, but honestly, and who would be like, actually make you happy to really actually see them there. Would you have a conversation with them? Because weddings are overwhelming. So recognize that you're going to have to talk to all of these people. Having a very small, intimate wedding um, or elopement may be better fit for who you are or who y'all are as a couple. That's something I didn't really take into account was like, we as a couple are very different than we are as like individuals, if that makes sense. I don't think what we necessarily did was a hundred percent honoring to the people that we are today. Again, I think I was really just thinking of me as a small girl and you know, my wedding that I wanted to have then. So honor who you are today, honor who y'all are as a couple and what you enjoy as a couple and do that. There are no rules. They really are made up. Most of the rules are literally just made to make you spend money. So take some liberty, do what you want, do what makes you feel happy. If that is going to upset somebody else, of course, have a conversation with them. But at the end of the day, this is about you and your marriage. And let's be really honest. At the end of the day, it takes about $40 to go get a marriage license. So there's always that. <laughs> okay. Um, I will see you guys in the next episode, which is going to be about gifts that I did. And that'll be the last episode. So that'll be part five of the series. And then we will be D-O-N-E done and moving on to some other really cool topics. So I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Mm-hmm.